0: Hello world and welcome back. So let's get into it. I want to talk about these mommy wars because a part of a lot of moms and you know women out there just feeling less than not enough being overwhelmed and stressed is the fact that within their own community of motherhood they are being dragged through the mud and I don't understand why we do this to one another and you know I've been talking a little bit about just trying to dive in um, into this whole perception that we have of what a good mom is. And for a lot of us, the the example, the prime example is the Proverbs 31 woman. And she's great, right? But as I've said before, I think she has gotten a lot of us jacked up because we feel like we have to be her, not be A representative or you know our own version of her but we feel that we have to be her and for some times when we feel that we have to be what the example has been set or what the standard is we get on our high horse when we get a couple things right and we see somebody else doing something wrong and we want to judge them but we're in no seat of judgment who made us the rule and judge of the land to say what a good mom is versus what a bad mom is? I mean, at the end of the day, you are the perfect mother for your child, which is why you were given that child <laughs> to be the mother of. No one else can mother your child the way that you mother your child. God has given you the instincts and the the nurturing and everything. He's equipped you with everything that you need to parent that child because there is something inside of you that he placed that he knew that when he blessed you to be a mother that your child was going to need that. So with that being said, I just want to to dive into how we have these wars going on on what a good mom is versus what a bad mom is. I believe I've shared it before and I know I recently shared it in a message about lactationists and they're great right they they are wonderful in encouraging moms to you know try to to breastfeed that that's the first word I want to talk about is the breastfeeding right here it is we we talk about like this liquid gold and it's the best thing that you can give your child it came from you it is pure it is natural it is the holy milk Okay. And yes, I do agree that we should not be drinking cow's milk because cow's milk was meant for calves. We are like the only, you know, animal that drinks another animal's milk, but I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about breast milk versus formula. Okay. And you know, good mom versus quote unquote, bad mom. And how, if you're a mother who decides to sacrifice her breasts for her child and produce milk that somehow that makes you better than a mother who decides to give their child formula like who said (laughs) somebody somewhere got the you know um the wherewithal to create a formula to give babies for those whose mothers were unable to produce or for whatever reason couldn't give whether unfortunately the mother died at birth or the mother never her milk never came in or the 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 baby didn't latch on properly like there's all different reasons or it could just be she don't want to and just because she doesn't want to does that make her a bad mom no like I don't understand why we go back and forth and yes I I may sound very passionate about this because I was one of those who was affected and you know with my first child I was able to nurse her for the first 12 months and oh let's even get into that about how long you um, nurse your child because it's like oh you should at least do it for the first year or if you only do it for six months like oh that's good but can you try a little longer or for the mothers who are still still nursing they two-year-olds like oh what is wrong with you like they got a full mouth of teeth why are you over here still nursing like the fact that your child can come up to you and be like mommy I want some milk oh that should tell you maybe it's a little too long but who am I to judge who am I to say that you should not still be giving your child breast milk if your milk is still coming in to feed your child go on hell with your bad self that could not be me but I am not gonna judge you on that one you know like we it's every little thing we find to go back and forth with one another about, oh, and when the vaccines came out, oh, I mean, people have been vaccinating their children for ages, okay? But it's like it brought up that big debate again because yes, there are some mothers who are able to homeschool so they don't have to worry about getting their child vaccinated. But here it is when the whole pandemic came out and they were talking about getting the vaccine and everything, the mommy wars came up again with... It's, you know, you're a good mom if you vaccinate or you're a bad mom if you're vaccinated or you're a good mom if you protect your children from those chemicals that they're trying to put, you know, put inside of you. It's all a conspiracy. I mean, just another war. And it's, it's not a new war. It's a war that's been around for the ages. But it was like revitalized when the pandemic came, because now we got just one more thing to talk about in regards to our parenting. Oh, and let's not get into the whole corporate punishment thing. Whether to beat your child or not to beat your child. That is the million dollar question. How many of you are out there that believe in spanking? Spare the rod and spoil the child and this gentle parenting. No, I mean the back and forth. Honestly, was I a you know, a child of a baby boomer did I get spankings when I was growing up yes and I am perfectly fine do I feel like you know having uh, spanking or you know that it has its place and that there's a time for it yes is that my first resolve it is not that is my last resolve I really do feel like since Being a parent, you know, I yeah, the whole little popping them, you have the little golden rule and everything like that, whether you had a ruler, whether you had a wooden spoon, and let's not get into it with what you use. Oh, my gosh, you used a wooden spoon on your child? That is not what a wooden spoon is for. That is for cooking. You should not use an object on your child. Or the fact that it's like, oh, you shouldn't even beat your child with your hand because with the same hand that you beat them, that's the hand that you love and hug them. Don't you think that that is contradictory? Oh my gosh, listen, I just feel, and uh, okay, let me take my time with this because I do understand that there are some parents out there who it just didn't click for them. Their parenting skills did not click in. They did not want to be a parent. It happened by accident. According to them, I think that everything happens for a reason and for a purpose. And there's a reason why that child is here. But I get it. There are some people who are just not ready for parenting. They have no idea what to do. And, you know, they do some unthinkable things, whether it is they just abandon their child on a doorstep or in a garbage can. But I'm not talking about those parents right now. I'm talking about the ones who said, you know what? My child is here. I love my child and I'm going to do the best that I know how to do. The ones who are doing the best that they know how to do, regardless to what your rules and stipulations and regulations and standards and procedures and protocols and all that other stuff, regardless to what all of that is, I'm talking about the ones who are just doing their very best to do more for their kids than their parents did for them. And that doesn't even have to mean that their parents did their wrong, but it should always be our desire to surpass our parents and for our children to surpass us the things that my kids are being exposed to are far exceed what I was exposed to as a child I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day and talking about how you know the things that she's doing and and let's be clear we should be able to have conversations with our friends and hear what our friends other mothers hello let's squash these wars we should be able to have conversations with our friends about what they're doing for their children and allow it to inspire us to do the same or to do something similar or to try our best to have that as well instead of judging or instead of comparing instead of getting to a place where you feeling bad like oh well I don't have the money to do those things I have a friend who Every summer, she tries to expose her child to as many different things as she can. So she doesn't just send her child to one particular camp during the summer. She looks up several different camps for for um, for um them to go to. And so she will go ahead and one week he he may be doing surfing camp or the next week he may be going to golf camp or the next week he may be going to robotics camp or the week after that he may be going to an art camp. He may be going to a musical camp. He may be going to a dance camp. He may be going to a baseball camp. I mean, his itinerary is filled. Now, I already know there's some judgmental moms out there who may be saying, oh, that's just too much. Why are you doing all those different things with him? Like, how is he able to really figure out what he's supposed to do? Well, it's exposure. That's what it is. It's exposure. If he never got exposed to surfing camp, how would he ever know that he even has a desire or a knack or a skill to surf? How would he ever have a desire to know that, oh, I like golf. I'm not just your typical kid who wants to play a sport like basketball or football, which is something that we always go through. And I brought that up because in talking to her about what the plans were for this summer for their family, I was saying, you know, I am so I, I love the fact of how you expose your child to so many different things. It's things that I was not exposed to as a child, even for my child thing that my children are getting exposed to right now in their life I'm like I never you know would have imagined that i do not regret my childhood i do not regret you know my upbringing and what i had my upbringing was for me my journey has been for me this is the journey that was set out for me to travel on and so there are experiences that i needed to have to bring me to where i am and that will take me to where i am going my children on the other hand because of the lessons that i have learned i have realized no i want to expose them to other things it does doesn't have to be a war it doesn't have to be like oh well I don't have the financial means to do that okay fine and this was the conversation I was having with my friend I was just like you know some parents would love to expose their children to things like that but these camps i mean i ain't even gonna lie these camps are expensive i was looking in an art camp to send Skylin to and just for the one week they wanted 325 dollars i was like for what is her painting finna go in the vince van gogh museum like i don't understand why does it cost so much to go to camp for one week and that's hard when you have multiple children and you trying to put your multiple multiple children in multiple camps like who has that kind of money some people do but some people don't some people have the money to put all their kids in all those different camps and there's others who don't so they have to find the resources that allows them to do it but that doesn't mean you're any less than a good mom you're any less than a good parent that you're not able to go to that level yet but does that mean that you could put a plan in place? Does that mean like, okay, I'm going to save my coins to put them in this or I'm going to save my coins to do this big thing at the end of the summer for them before they go back to school? However you do it is how you do it. It doesn't have to be a war. It, uh, It's it's so bad, and we are so petty as mothers on how we go back and forth that the other day um, one of the people that I follow on Instagram uh. She did a post in regards to how to take a trip without your kids. And I'm going to push a pause right there real quick because mommy guilt is a real thing. And some mothers suffer from it. I was one of them and from time to time I'm still one of them because mommy guilt kicks in for me every now and again where I feel bad about wanting to do something for myself versus doing it for my kids especially in this current season that I'm in because right now I am on a new journey you know um with uh being a stay-at-home mom and wife, right? And this journey for me is different because I never saw myself being a stay-at-home mom and wife. To all of my my mommy friends who are, I have supported them. I encouraged them. I'm like, girl, you doing your thing. You doing a good job. You know what I'm saying? Because you are the house manager. You are taking care of everybody's schedules. You are taking care of the home and taking care of yourself. Like, you got a lot going on on and I understand that it's a lot because when you add a job to that a job that you have to go outside of the house from or even if you are a work from home mom and you still have to be the house manager managing everybody else's schedule it's a lot so I know that you know when, when you can take one thing off your plate hey praise the lord but I still got all this other stuff going on so I've been able to encourage them but finding myself in that position now it's like oh wait a second this is new How do I encourage myself? Because I feel I've always felt like I needed to be doing something outside of the home. Like that was my mentality. And so now I have to retrain my thinking like, okay, this ain't just about encouraging other people that I see do this. I'm doing this now I need to encourage myself I need to let myself know girl you are enough you are still enough with God to do these things like just because you're not working outside the home anymore or working for another person and you are now working for yourself doesn't mean that you are any less than you are still more than because greater is he who is in you than he who's in the world we talked about being enough in the last episode a lot of that was for me I hope y'all got something out of it it too but I was trying to encourage myself because I'm in this new season and it's just different didn't see myself here but I'm saying all of that because here it is you know now that I'm in this new season for me to want to go somewhere by myself just to now, I don't want to say like I'm running away from my family because I love my family. I'm not trying to run away from them. But there are some times where you do need to steal away. Jesus stole away from his disciples so that he could just be with the father and allow the father to pour into him. Now, before you quickly want to jump in and say, well, Hannah, the disciples were not children. They were grown men. I get that, but Jesus is still our example, and Jesus still sets the example for us to show us that there are times that we need to get away from the crowd, yes, the crowd can be your family, yes, the crowd can be your children, get away and find time to rest in the Father by yourself, ladies, we cannot pour from an empty cup, like seriously, we are out here running ourselves thin, trying to be all the things to all the people, and and guilty about wanting to take time for ourselves when it's our body when we feel stressed when we feel tired when we feel overwhelmed that is our body that is our emotions that is our spirit telling us girl go sit down somewhere martha martha sit down like i I don't know how many different examples i gotta give you to let you know that it's okay to take time for yourself now mary was not by herself but mary took time she was our example to take time from out of your busy schedule to sit at the feet of jesus and hear what he has to say so that you can be refilled and jesus was our example to steal away from the crowds to get away from the disciples to go by yourself find yourself a quiet place so that you can be with the lord so i say all of this because i was very passionate in regards to her latest post which was her acknowledging that some people had some negative things to say and listen this is why i appreciate pastor michael todd and for the series that he's been in over these past few weeks especially when he was talking about being cuffed to the comments because ooh. I know I need to uncuff to the comments because sometimes I'll be so worried and concerned about what other people have to say that I allow it to make me stagnant and not do what I need to do and be on my assignment. Oh, and we're gonna talk about assignments in, in in this series as well. But let me not jump ahead, let me stay right where I am. Listen, we have to uncuff ourselves to the comments and uncuff ourselves from the unsolicited opinions of other people, especially these other mothers out here who insist on trying to tell us how to mother our children. Listen, if you have not gotten uncuffed from mommy guilt and you don't know how to steal away and take a vacation by yourself so that you could be refreshed and refueled, that's okay. I pray for you and I pray that one day you'll be able to do that. But try not to go to your you know, social media and leave comments about another mother being a bad mother because she took time because she's uncuffed from that. A lot of the times the reason why we got comments to say about other people and we got things to say negatively about them is because we are projecting and we have our own insecurities about doing it because you have not learned like I said uncuff yourself from that mommy guilt because you have not learned how to not feel guilty about taking time for yourself you want to tell another mother that she is bad like one comment that she she posted because she did post a couple of the comments from the other people and one of them it just rubbed me the wrong way because they was like if you ain't want to watch your own kids maybe you shouldn't have had any oh definitely Them is fighting words like the ratchetness in me wanted to come up. I was like, oh, Holy Spirit had to say, Hannah, calm down. They're not even talking to you listen y'all got the bold audacity to tell somebody that they don't need to be having kids because they wanted to go on a trip by themselves this woman has a whole husband at home that is fully capable of watching their kids by himself while she goes out and gets a moment to herself y'all we need to stop this we need to stop going at war with one another like and i get it not every mother is able to do that because there are some single mothers out there regardless on how they got to their singleness whether they chose to become a mother by themselves and not wait on a man whether the man that they had decided to leave them whether the man that they had unfortunately passed away whatever their situation is i get it there are some mothers out there who do not have that in-house partner to help them raise those kids but y'all got a village and this was one of the things that i said to her because a lot of people wanted to talk about like oh well nowadays you can't just trust I i don't have people they either said they don't have people that they can trust or you can't trust people with your kids and all this and i get it because there's a lot of stories that come up nowadays about how even family members touched somebody's child a lot of us have that story a lot of us have a story of how an uncle auntie cousin brother whoever touched us when we were younger and because back in the day we didn't talk about healing we didn't talk about what went on in the house you know we need to talk about we didn't talk about those things so a lot there's a lot of hidden traumas and ladies i'm telling you some of y'all who have been through that it's those traumas that you have not allowed yourself to to be fully healed from that's keeping you from taking time for yourself because you are so afraid and so concerned about somebody doing that to your child that you're like no my baby's gonna always stay with me they gonna always be with me i'm not trusting them to nobody else because i don't want what happened to me to happen to them and y'all need to get freed from that seriously i i understand the trauma and the pain I do I understand it and I and I get it but that is a hurt that you have to allow God to heal you from because God has also sent you a village he sent you a tribe and there's people around you who want to support you who want to give you your opportunity to steal away and to have a moment with God for yourself so that your cup can be refilled so that you can continue pouring into your kids but a lot of you are not utilizing your village a a lot we were made for community y'all the one time that God said that something was not good was when He said that man was alone. He, we were created for community. We were created for fellowship. You were not meant to do this alone. Parenting is not a one-person job. It, uh, and it, to be quite honest, yes, can can two people do it alone by themselves? And I they can because Anthony and I, when we, when I've I've shared with y'all before. When we first got married, we were, you know, by ourselves because all of our family was back in South Florida. We were in Central Florida by ourselves. And so when we started having kids, it was just the two of us. And, you know, with me being and, and I have to admit that it was just pride, me not wanting to ask for help because ooh, I was the strong black woman. I could do this all by myself. I don't need the help of nobody else. That ain't nothing but pride. Because I had people around me who was like, hey, if y'all need to go on a date night, we'll watch the kids. But no, I didn't. I didn't want to do that I didn't want to be a burden to anybody else oh like some of y'all out there well if you wanted to have kids you if you wanted to have time by yourself and still go on date night with your husband maybe you should have waited till you had kids or not have kids at all I I hear y'all were in my head at that time so I'm like oh well I got the kids now so we gotta make it do what it do like hey let's put them to bed early and have date night right here in the living room and there's nothing wrong with that because if that's what you got to do to have date night then that's what you do because you got to invest in your marriage. You got to invest in your relationship. It can't just be always about the kids, but that's a story for another time. Let's stay focused, Tana. Listen, I'm telling y'all, like a lot of the times you have a village around you. You have people around you who God has sent, people that you can trust, people that's going to be there for you. But it's because of our own insecurities, because of our own past traumas, our own hurts that we do not utilize the people that we have. So you can't be like, I don't have nobody is that true do you really not have anybody are you really on your own where you are you gonna tell me that you don't have no girlfriends that you can trust no you don't have no 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 sister friends no no you don't have anybody you are literally walking this life alone is that what you are trying to tell me because I just I don't believe that I believe that you do have somebody in your corner God wouldn't leave you by yourself like that. Now, are there times that he has you alone because there's some things that he needs to pull from you because he doesn't want you to have it? He, he needs to take away all the distractions so that you can focus and hear him clearly. Yes, there are times where you're going to to be by yourself. But in those moments too, God, when you he will send you help. He sends you help. I think you really need to sit down and analyze like do I have somebody? And and I I'm really I'm really passionate about that because yes, I told y'all, I suffered from the mommy guilt. And I was one of those mothers who did not utilize her village. And I had friends who was like, "Oh, Hannah, you really need to get over that cuz you need to take time for yourself. You are running on empty, on E." You And you can't pour. You are not good to your kids. That may be bad to hear or hard to hear, but you are no good to your children if you are running on empty, running on fumes, running on exhaustion, trying to pour into them. See, the, and it's in those moments that we don't feel enough because you're not enough in that moment. You're not. And in that moment, that's when you have to swallow your pride And admit, God, I am weak in this area. I have nothing left to give. I have nothing left to give, Lord. Because that is where his strength is made perfect. And that's when he can give you your second wing. It says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. When you wait upon the Lord, when you say to God, Lord, I don't have nothing left. I need you to strengthen me. Because it's greater than he that's in you. It's him. It's him in you that makes you enough. It's him in you that keeps you qualified. It's him in you that keeps you sustained. It's him in you that allows you to do all the things. I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. It's with him because he's strengthening you to do it. He's strength- But if you don't ever take the time to sit with him and allow him to strengthen you, how your strength going to be renewed? How you you going to be refreshed to continue to pour, to continue to do all the things, to continue to do your assignment, which being a mother is a part of your assignment? How you going to do that if you don't ever steal away with him? A moment with him by yourself so that he can pour into you and refresh you so let's not get upset for other mothers who have learned how to do that to take time for themselves even on the airplane they tell you to put the mask on you before you put it on your children because if you over here gasping for air trying to put the air put the mask on your child how useful are you if you faint and pass out because you can't breathe no more and still ain't get the mask on your child's face what We got some jacked up thinking and we really need to renew our minds about this. And we need to stop with these wars, with these mommy wars, with this mommy shaming. We're trying to tell somebody what they need to be doing, what they shouldn't be doing. How you going to do that? How you going to leave your kids with somebody else and take time for yourself? Oh, you selfish. What? I don't understand that. Like we really need to do a heart check and check ourselves and find out what is going on with us. Why we feel like we got all the rights to talk about how another mother parents her children. Like seriously, y'all, we need to get it together because we really should be doing life together and supporting one another. Like, seriously, for for those mothers who are not in a position who honestly feel like they don't have anybody, it would be nice that if you had a mommy community where you guys understood each other because you really do, because you really go through a lot of the same things. And instead of us judging each other on how we parent or how we do things, maybe we should start on trying to understand one another. Oh, this is your situation. I get why you got to do this this way you know like and support one another build support groups build mommy groups so that hey we 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 have a a roulette or or whatever you know taking turns babysitting each other's kids like y'all watch that movie bad moms i mean maybe that's not the best depiction but they made it work yes there's that scene where the you know the child ran away or whatever but that doesn't necessarily have to (laughs) happen maybe that was the wrong example to bring up but y'all get what I'm saying overall if you had a group of friends where y'all took turns watching each other's kids so that the other moms could get out and just have girls time or whatever like you there is a community there let's work on building community rather than being at war with one another that's really my point My point is instead of us going back and forth, judging each other on how we parent, how about we build community, build up resistance, build up. I mean, sorry, not resistance, resilience within each other and build up each other, equip each other, make each other better. Iron sharpens iron like that's what we could be doing, sharpening each other and helping each other and building a community so that we can walk this life together and not walk it alone and feel like we got to be all the things by ourselves. Maybe I don't know. It's just a my it's just a suggestion, just my thought. But I hope y'all got something out of today's episode. It's always my prayer that you do. You can send in your listener letters and let me know how you really feel about it at Hannah'sworld00 at gmail.com. Or you could go ahead and slide into the DMs and tell me how you felt about this episode on IG at Hannah's World 00. I look forward to hearing what y'all got to say. It's all good because what? (laughs) I'm uncuffed to the comments. I'm gonna hear what you gotta say. I'm gonna take it into consideration, but I'm not gonna allow it to change who I am because I'm just gonna say what I feel the Lord is telling me to say and to share with y'all to help us get better. I am here for the ironing to sharpen one another. So yeah, y'all can sharpen me too, let me know. But if it's just straight up negative, I'm going to be like, Lord. (laughs) Anyways, until next time. Peace out, world.